So as the savior of the NFL once said, did we all need to calm down? (laughs) We're going to talk about everything Xbox and what they just announced in their podcast in this episode. Coming right up. Welcome to the Gaming Insight Podcast with me, Steve Saylor. This is episode one. This is the first one, uh, and we're it's going on a big one. We're talking about the latest uh, news that are happening in the week. If you wanted to be able to know more about the show, basically, it's a show, a weekly show every Friday. We're talking about the biggest news in gaming or potentially accessibility news in gaming uh, of the week, and I'm going to always have a guest on to be able to discuss it for about 30-ish minutes. If you want to be able to get a bonus daily episode uh, where I go into even the daily uh, the news of the day for gaming or accessibility and just updates about my life you go to patreon.com slash steve sailor and you can be able to sign up there and become a paid member and you get a bonus show called morning coffee with steve and you get to enjoy that i have a better intro scripted intro for this this is literally my first one so can you know uh, just give me give me a little bit of leeway here but the person i want to be able to introduce is our guest for this week is someone that I've been wanting to be able to do a project on for a long time we finally got to be able to do it on on this show my very first guest ever we have MC Fixer here. How are you Yo. doing, bud? Yo, I've made it. Mom, get the camera. I made it. I made it. I'm <laughs> nah, doing, dude, I'm doing I made well. it with you. <laughs> no, nah, honestly, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me on episode one. Honestly, it means the world to me. And yeah, trust me, there'll be a lot more crossovers between us two now. I finally got my office space. I can stay out past 10 o'clock at night so I can actually work with uh, work with people across the world. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this, man. Nice. Yeah, we'll definitely be have, have you on for uh, for the sure because that's the whole thing in this podcast. Like, I get, like it's going to be a real rotating chair but there's always room to be able to have you uh, come on uh, on a regular basis so uh, i'm looking forward to that so let's discuss xbox we mm. both just watched and also on another podcast both reacted <laughs> to uh the xbox podcast that came out this week if you the, the the quick rundown of the story is that for for months now there has been rumors of games going to potential xbox games going potentially multi-platform uh potentially on playstation 5 or a nintendo there was rumors about hi-fi rush about sea of thieves about starfield about indiana jones and even one crazy one about gears of war potentially mm-hmm. going multi-platform mm-hmm. so it's been brewing up for months there was a lot of extremely toxic fandom that was happening and xbox was like you know what we're gonna do a podcast we're, uh, we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna discuss it uh we both saw what was in there we uh, but i want to be able to t- launch it off with you uh fix what was your takeaway uh and what are the things that you learned from this uh podcast uh, episode that we got where do we start um i learned that xbox is not dead and it's not over Mm -hmm. i think that's the big thing that i i was i've been covering xbox now for about literally nine years um doing the weekly xbox podcast right and i feel like the settlement on the internet was this was make or break for the console very much like if, if exclusives were going away entirely why would we not go and only play on switch or playstation if the if the process of xbox games being made were going to be published everywhere obviously now we know um confirmed that everything is not going everywhere day one mm-hmm. um the big news obviously coming out today is they've confirmed four games wouldn't say what the games were which i have a whole opinion on that yeah um, we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to that definitely but yeah four games confirmed uh that are going multi-platform um and yeah oh, oh. My main takeaway is 
Xbox are moving in a different direction, a direction they've spoken about for years, but mm-hmm. they are finally they are finally moving in that direction. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, one, the, the, there's a, a great article, and I'll have this in the in the show notes um, that uh, was put up on Xbox Wire, um, written by uh, Jeff Rubenstein, uh, and the kind of you'll be able to go take a look and read the full thing, and uh, we won't go over it. But there's kind of some key points that they basically said um, what this all means uh, to be a part of Xbox. You get the biggest games in the world will be on Xbox. Our games will come to Game Pass day one. A uh, robust and innovative multi-year hardware roadmap, which is something that was also uh, unknown about until until today. Compatibility with your library is a priority, inclusive of cross-play, cross-save, and robust cloud features. And Xbox will continue to help game creators find the biggest audience possible. It, as you said, it's not anything new. It's it, it, uh, other than the the, the the fact that there's four games, which has already kind of been speculated about. Apparently, mm-hmm. VGC and and, and uh, 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 well, I can't ever pronounce it, Fatsuma or whatever. Oh um, yeah, yeah. They've already said apparently the four games are uh, Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded. Yes, Grounded was the one that I was like I, that was kind of a bit of a surprise to me. Mm, um, it makes it, sense. It, it makes I mean, sense. It, like they, he mentioned that basically like there was two games that were going to be community fo- that were more community focus and then two yeah. other games so i knew see if these definitely the community focus i was thinking more potentially maybe flight sim um oh, okay. or something yeah. like that but grounded definitely uh was kind of like oh okay that that that, yeah, flight now sim that makes on sense. the switch a flight sim on the switch i don't think so mate i don't think so no, uh, no, no, no maybe no. not on a switch but a no, ps5 no, no. maybe uh, i don't I know but if if you look at the games that i know xbox decided to not confirm it but we pretty much have a uh and we have an answer out there in the world that they have been confirmed uh, for various reasons, probably partnership deals and things like that, right? That's why they probably didn't get announced. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it feels like they are making the right decisions for long-term growth for the Xbox brand. Again, a game like Grounded that has gone through early access with Xbox players, has come out, it's had its 1.0 and updates and beyond. I don't think Xbox players really gravitated to it and really got hold of it the way some of us expected it to when when sure. the the concept of honey i shrunk the kids was <laughs> was put out there to us we were all super excited i know i was yeah. and then the game came out in its early access phase it weren't really for me and then by the time it comes out in 1.0 the hypes kind of died down from it from there so mm-hmm. i do think grounded is a good game to go to multi-platform i do think cfe's as well that's a game that's been out for six seven eight years now a long long time so i can see why they've chosen these games to go over and it makes sense it's just a different it's a different way of doing things but it's also the exact same way xbox have been doing things for years now to be honest with you and i think the hardcore xbox gamer inside me in quotes there's a part of me that's like, oh, we're losing something. But I guess I'm kind of the old man looking in the sky, shaking his hand at this point, you know, <laughs> because I'm just not used to, I'm not used to change. I'm not used to the way the industry works. And I think sure. that's something we learn a lot of um, in this podcast, to be honest with you. The industry has changed. It is yes. no longer put exclusives out on the console. Everyone buys the console. That isn't the world we live in anymore. 
Mm-hmm. I think even adding to that, the, the extra sort of bit of context uh, from this week was also the uh, uh, um, uh, the Sony uh, executive who came out yep. and said that they were considering multi-platform. They were very, he was very specific in saying multi-platform in terms of PC. It's been a, uh, a strategy that PlayStation has been having for a while and even ramping up their sort of release schedules with uh, putting games more closer to potentially day and date with uh, yeah. the console releases. But that is something that I, I think... This kind of podcast kind of confirmed the potential of where I could see Xbox going for. They've all they've they said they they basically said this all along. There's nothing that's really kind of like changed except other than certain aspects of the industry has changed since their initial plans that they probably have created. And plans will change all the time. That's the thing with with all these even these rumors is that yeah, the potentially they could have thought about Starfield or Indiana Jones, which is something they did bring up that was, mm-hmm. there may have been talks about it coming to multi uh, multiple consoles, but um, that that plans could have changed at, at any given. point point um but the thing that i i sort of see it at xbox uh and and i want to know your what your thoughts of as far as what you see the future of xbox to be i see it as game pass is their platform they have yeah. they have pulled they put so much resource and like that is their baby that is what they want to do so every so any game that makes sense to be able to have like day and date ga- uh, on on game pass that's going to put it and then the hardware side is that you're going to get the best experience of game pass on xbox hardware it's not a priority for them game pass is but in the off chance that basically there are games that they create that would make sense to be able to have like an roi to potentially have it sold on other platforms then i think they can be able to do that i mean they mentioned sarah bond mentioned power world in the podcast as a great example because i think the last sort of numbers were it was like 17 million uh units were were essentially sold 10 on steam 7 on game pass which Mm -hmm. is a great success and that is proof that if you basically have it you know available for uh, for players on game pass or subscribe to game pass but then if you sell it uh, for like 70 whatever the market value price is on ps5 on nintendo switch or on steam it can still work better for the studio and the creator of the game uh and then it also benefits xbox because they also get a piece of that pie too Absolutely. Um, so what, what like uh, that's kind of how i sort of see what the, where xbox is kind of going with even after this podcast what what, what do you see the, the the future of xbox being Xbox is the ecosystem now. I, I tweeted about it. I, I don't think if you are a gamer and you are picking one video game console again, where I speak from my own uh, privilege, right? I've got a PC, I've got a Switch, I've got a PlayStation, I've got an Xbox. I'm very, very lucky. Not everyone's as lucky as me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I see it as if you are picking one console, Xbox is no longer the one console to buy in my opinion anymore because they don't even look at themselves as the box anymore they're they're not they are no longer xbox being that console under your tv fighting for that tv unit anymore they are fighting for something much bigger which is your ipad your iphone your smart tv um you know the the, these these handheld devices like the steam deck the rog things like that they are an ecosystem they are no longer a device they're not defined by being a device and again it's something they've been trying to do for many 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 years and it just feels like they're finally in a position where they're like okay game pass is in a position where we can put all of our chips on the table and bet behind this and with that we can keep doing the consoles we can keep feeding those audiences but that's not our main focus anymore our main mm-hmm. focus isn't the the box underneath your tv the main focus is 
Xbox as an ecosystem. And and we spoke about this on my podcast, like I said, it's I do think Xbox even need to partner with somebody now for a handheld, or they need to make their own handheld. Because mm. as much as I love cloud, cloud as a as a concept is amazing. I've got a, I went and bought a Samsung TV uh, for my bedroom just for the Xbox Game Pass Cloud. It doesn't work in my house. At this mm. moment in time, it doesn't work. I tried to play Resident Evil 2 off it the other day. Literally got to the start of the game, shut down. Tried again, got to the start mm. of the game, shut down. It's just not there yet. It will be, and I think that's the play Xbox are making right now. This isn't a play for the next three years, the next five years. I think this is a play for the next 10 years, next 20 years. And... Ultimately, if you look at Xbox's exclusive games, they haven't had anything that has really blown people away for a really long time. Like, sure. I've been playing every exclusive that comes out on the consoles since the Xbox 360. Like, we've not had that big moment yet for Xbox, like PlayStation have had with Horizon or Last of Us, and the list goes on, Spider-Man, etc., etc., I feel like Xbox, I feel like Microsoft, I should say. Microsoft want them to have their version of, and not the game itself, but they're waiting for Microsoft to have their Fortnite, their Mm. Roblox. They mentioned these games on purpose. Like, they want a game that is going to be huge, and that's why it's so important to be on Switch, to be on PlayStation, to be on Xbox, and to be everywhere else. Because they need to be able to be in every single home and be on PC as well. Like, kids today, Steve, they don't ask for consoles. They ask for PCs. Yes, true. I mean, we saw that just the, the viral video of Christmas. People were looking for a PC, not a console. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though. You had mentioned that Xbox is an ecosystem. And this may be this is a very leading question, but I'm going to ask it. Like, isn't that not too far of a jump to potentially being Xbox third party? I mean, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think... Today, I, I I was very vocal and quite disappointed in the podcast itself. I didn't love the messaging. I didn't think it was clear as it needed to be. I felt like there was a few contradictory statements made. Phil Spencer saying one thing, and then you've got Sarah Bond saying the other. Phil saying how Xbox is stagnating, and they need to make changes to grow the business, and etc. Then you have Sarah Bond coming up saying, oh, we've grown in this end. We've grown in this. We've grown in this. We've grown in this. I'm like, wait, hold up. Slow down. Wait. Is it this or is it this? Because you're making these changes because you have, quote, stagnated. But I I know because, again, I I read it the other day, which is your profits are up, margins are up, this is up, that's up, money's up, but it's not up enough for daddy Microsoft. It's doing fine Mm. for Xbox, but for Microsoft, when you have Office and Windows and all these things, they're going, wait, guys, we're doing something wrong here. And that's where I think the big changes come. I think this is a huge play with microsoft they're like okay we didn't buy activision blizzard to not make money off it we didn't buy bethesda to not make money off it yeah okay here's your psychonauts here's double fine here's your psychonauts too and here's here these other other studios that that are amazing studios in our industry but they're not maybe i'm wrong and i hope i'm wrong but they're probably not making the next big game maybe i'm wrong they're not pushing the needle essentially no exactly exactly um but yeah it, it I think today was a softening of the blow in terms of like, hey, be prepared, you're going to see more games go multi-platform. I don't think you're going to see them go multi-platform as soon as they launch, but I'm trying to think of a multiplayer game Microsoft are putting out. They haven't got much right now. Um, a multi-platform game? I mean, no, no, a mul- no, a multiplayer game, sorry. A multiplayer I'm saying, game. Yeah, yeah, because that's kind of where I think this lies. It's 
when CFE, let's say CFE's two, we'll use that as the 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 the, the, the example here, right? CFE's mm-hmm. two comes out and it does really well for two years or maybe a year, then it starts to die off. And that's when you're going to see it hit Switch and PlayStation. And I yeah. think that is Xbox's new plan. It's not it's not a crazy plan, right? It's like sure. when the game starts to go this way, go downwards, <laughs> you better we better transition. And I think you can feel a couple of different ways about this, right? Like as an Xbox player, I get tweets all the time about, oh, you're a, you're a beta tester for PlayStation um, and all this stuff. Like you can see it like that. I see it as I buy each of these consoles because I want these unique experiences and I want them now. I don't want to wait a year for them. I yeah. want them the day they come out and they're available. And again, I'm in a, in a privileged position where I'm able to do that. If you're okay with that as an Xbox player, absolutely, you're amazing. You're, you're good, yeah. you're fine. If you're not okay with that, you better get over it because that's where we're going with this. This is where the industry is going, unfortunately. Yeah, I think there's essentially, from my perspective, I think there's like twofold kind of type of strategies that they're creating. Um, one for the creators, which is they they very much like is the developers, the studios, mm-hmm. and then there's the consumer. I think the consumer side, there will always be essentially uh, in a, in a smaller sense now, but essentially will be the console sellers. Like it will be the things that you like if a, a mom or a dad wants to be able to go in their kid, be able to get get an Xbox for their kid, and they see the Xbox Series S on the shelf and Starfield. That like that's the thing. Oh, yeah. you can play Starfield on Xbox. That's what you go and you get the Game Pass. And then you eventually find, oh, there's other games I want to be able to play that are on Game Pass that are not necessarily specifically Xbox, but there's yeah. other games that are that are available from other studios that are coming. I think that's and that's the strategy that they're kind of going for. And then there's the games, like you said, like the, the Hi-Fi Rushes or the Sea of Thieves that essentially could, you know, have a better revenue stream on a different on a different console, uh, but then also allow new players to be able to jump in that could potentially maybe if it gets popular popular enough on another console if you could see like a hi-fi rush too because like now you got a new players that like love the game yeah. now let's say let's invest in that like we got the money now let's invest in a hi-fi rush too and then i think there's also the creator side is that they are they are creating multiple different strategies for them to be able to get their game out to uh, a studio's game out to as many players as possible. You can put it on Game Pass, but also simultaneously launch it on, on PC. You can put it on Game Pass and then Steam. You can put it on Game Pass and then also on PlayStation or on Nintendo Switch. They give them these all these multiple different options to a creator that takes the pressure off of the financial of you launch on a console and hopefully it does well because if it doesn't then the, there's nowhere else for you to be able to go unless you decide to invest in the in the multi-platform a, l- a little bit later on and that's a much bigger financial risk for even a smaller studio not necessarily even the the triple a or the quadruple a that people have been kind of quadruple a steve oh, what's yeah. that i've never heard of it before in my life <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's it, 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 i think xbox is the only uh, uh like platform and ecosystem that's able to do that where Whereas, like, you look at, like, again, like a PlayStation or Nintendo, you're pretty much, if you launch on that on that platform, you're exclusive to that platform, you better hope that it does well, because otherwise, you're locked in, and you can't go anywhere else, you can't make any more money unless, unless you're on this console, and... It works for PlayStation. They've obviously just... been able to do it. And it works for Nintendo. They've obviously been able to do it. Xbox has never been able to do that. No, and I think that's, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there, right? That's the big difference is playstation are able to do that because they have sales nintendo are able to do that because they have sales i've been talking about xbox players supporting exclusives since sunset overdrive came out Mm -hmm. and that did poorly and i was like guys what are we doing like we've been screaming out for exclusives we finally get an exclusive like from 
Insomniac as well, and yep. yet we still don't want to support it. Okay, it was on the Xbox One, which, you know, very limited um, amount of players back then, especially at that time when that game released. Sure. So understandable. But um, yeah, it's it's if, if Xbox could have kept things traditional, if they could have, and maintained a winning formula, they would have. They can't, mm. so they've had to adapt. and It's adapt or die, right? That's yep. literally how it is. And I think that's where Xbox are at. I think maybe people like myself got wrapped up in the Bethesda's coming to town and uh, Activision's coming to town, and now we're going to take on and not... I have no stock in Xbox. Why the hell do I care? But um, we're going to take on PlayStation, and this is going to be exclusive, and, and we're finally going to see a good battle. And it's like... They are no longer battling against each other. They are, ba- and they said this as well. I remember when Phil spoke about it. Like our biggest competition isn't Sony. Our biggest mm-hmm. competition isn't Nintendo. Our competition is Netflix and this subscriber. It's, it's this TV show and that and this and that. It's screen time. That mm-hmm. is what they're battling for now. And ultimately, how do you get? more people watching their streams or playing your games is by being on every damn screen. We've seen all the rumors that come out this week of Sarah Bond saying like, Xbox is, a, what is Xbox? Xbox is it's, it's every it's screen. It's yeah. every screen, you know? <laughs> and and as much as it is, you know, I kind of cringe here and that personally, um, but I think I cringe because I come from a traditional, go to the shop, buy your console, put it under your TV, and let's get gaming, you know? That isn't the world we live in anymore. My brother, mm. who just turned eight, um, he, he didn't own a console, he had an iPad. And he's playing Fortnite, mm. and he's boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, you're playing on that? And he's like, yeah, what else would I play on? I'm like, my, again, my dad owns like a, a game shop. I'm like, dad, get him a console. He's like, you don't <laughs> want it. Like, he wants a PC, yeah. and he's got his iPad. He doesn't want a Switch. He doesn't want a PlayStation. He doesn't want an Xbox. And I think that's just the drastic difference in time now like i grew up clamoring for my mega drive and then it was it was my game boy then my mega drive then my ps1 ps2 360 right mm-hmm. that's not people are not like that and these kids and that's who they're going for these kids are not like that anymore they are i've got this screen in front of me i should be able to get everything i want in front of you i can watch any show i want on it mm-hmm. i can watch any, can any streaming any platforms why can't yep. i play any game i want yeah. And, and you mentioned about the hardware. So that is something that they, that Xbox is saying that they are still committed to, including mm-hmm. they said that there will be a, a newer console uh, hardware and controllers uh, coming up at, uh, this uh, holiday. Um, I sort of see it as potentially like it'll be like whatever the the equivalent of the Xbox One S and X um, when that was launched. This kind of seems like the right amount of time within the given sort of traditional yeah. console cycle. Um, but I wanted to ask you, this is something that came up in the, in the, in, in the podcast I do, a gaming pod, uh, podcast. It's literally just called a gaming podcast. Go search nice. for it if you want to take nice. a look. But the question that they asked on there, and it was something that had made, it made me think. If, if after today, after the, the what they talked about today, um, would you recommend <laughs> people buy an Xbox console? No, no, no. I I I can't. I can't, I, I literally can't. I would. Uh, I think it would be disingenuous of me. This is what I'm saying. And let, if you're if you're at this moment in time, I think buying a Series S is a great investment. It's quite a cheap mm-hmm. price point. It can play everything that the Series X can play, and you are getting a bunch of a fantastic experiences on there. So I can suggest that. But beyond this generation, 
No, I'm I'm always going to say, and again, I understand PC gaming can be scary to some people, and some people just don't want to do it, and I do get that. I I totally understand. But like, from a if you're asking me to suggest something, like no, there's no way I would say go get a PlayStation and get yourself a go get yourself a gaming laptop, a cheaper version of a gaming laptop, mm-hmm. or something that can run you know run everything, but just not crazy. It hasn't got to be a forty ninety Ti super duper turbo grand slam, sure. you know. But I would say get yourself some some sort of system, like some sort of gaming laptop, or if you're into a PC, get yourself a PC because you know the experiences are going to be there. Yeah. And it can do more than just, you know, what a console can traditionally do. Yeah. And it was something I actually had to think about, too, because I my, right now, my ex, like, as you, I, I have all the consoles. I have mm-hmm. a PC. I even have a ton of handhelds even right oh, yes. now. Uh, and, and But uh, Xbox, for me, has been my uh, my third-party machine. It's like everything I play on, like, from Ubisoft or uh, from EA uh, or any other, like, basically, that's my default console. And then yeah. everything else is just whatever exclusives are available on, on, on that platform. But... I, I, I will agree with you in a sense, like, I probably would not necessarily recommend an Xbox console. I mean, I've been, uh, like, I have my original Xbox back there for, like, so it's for 20 years. Uh, so I've, I'm, a, like, and I'm, a, I'm an also an Xbox MVP, yeah, yeah. Xbox ambassador. So I'm not saying this as, like, like I'm now, I feel like I've been betrayed by Xbox. No. But I will sort of slightly pivot on that in that if Xbox would still be able to put out something like an Xbox Series S, I think then yes, I think it like if you're able to put it at that price point that it, and it also including Game Pass for a year, six months, whatever it is to let people to be able to at least okay, you want the Xbox experience, get the Series S, play mm-hmm. it. It'll have the hardware that's able to play multiple for multiple uh, like new releases, plus also play a whole bunch of games that are on Game Pass. Go have fun. I think yeah. that. I would still recommend because there is nothing like that on 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 PS5. Uh, there's nothing uh, like that for right now for Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo has kind of always been the kind of the more family friendly kind of console. Mm-hmm. But um, like even as you said, like yeah, get a gaming cheaper gaming laptop. But uh, even a decent gaming laptop, you're still Expensive. looking at more more money than you would spend on a console, especially Absolutely. even a Series S. So. Absolutely. I think I probably would say, yeah, maybe not the high end console mm-hmm. unless you're like you're in it and you love Xbox and want to get it and you want to invest in it. But if there's a Series S, I would 100% recommend that. Yeah, I think that's. I think you've hit the nail on the head, right? It's. It all comes down to budget. It all comes down to afford, affordability and things like that. Like, sure. if, if you are someone that is on the... If someone comes up to me today and says, yo, I've got £300, what console should I get? The first question I'm asking is, what experience is you into? Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you're into action third-person games... Go and get yourself a PlayStation. It's gonna cost you a little bit more than three hundred pounds, so you better keep saving, kid. But um, <laughs> but there's but there's enough there's enough there. And if you say to me, "Oh, I'm really love racing games," I'm like, "Well, Forza's here," and then you get Game Pass and da da da. That's the good thing about these consoles, right? They're both they're both very similar in many ways, but very different because of the the sheer ecosystem in which they've been built in inside of. Like I I think PlayStation Sam, what they've said this week opens this conversation up so much more than what it did a week prior. Right. Yes. That is something that I think that definitely 
should also be noted is that if this was just if it was just Xbox, if that was the conversation and this was just that, then I think that that the blow would be a little bit more, much more of a harder for uh, for gamers to be able to to take. But the fact that PlayStation is also talking about mm-hmm. it, I think it just opens up that hey, this we're there's there's this kind of slow sort of uh, thing that's happening that we're starting to kind of see the industry change and it's not the same as uh, cycle as we used to uh, as we're used to. So I think that because also as well, I mean, you think about. We're both, like we said, we were both in privileged positions that we have all the consoles. But for those who are just buying one console or can mm-hmm. only afford one console, it is harder to be able to kind of get into that and be able to afford it and obviously be able to play all the games that are on it um, with because the people can maybe only afford like one console and maybe one game a year. And that's, yeah. that's a lot harder to be able to ask uh, uh, someone. But for something like a Game Pass, a subscription model, which people are already used to, having a Series S, which is a little bit of a cheaper console than everything else other than a switch then that's something that's a little bit more easier to get into i think we're as you said i think we're getting into the xbox ecosystem mm-hmm. and that's where we're going to see gaming moving forward um whether or not xbox will succeed in that we still don't know but they've been they've been building this up for the past six seven years their their, their message hasn't really changed that much um but i think that it's essentially i think there's still a future there but it's it, we're in that kind of like sort of shaky ground of like okay where is that future heading success is no longer determined by how many units you sell of yep. a console you nailed and it I right think, on the head and i think that's the that's the thing it, it, we you see the articles come out playstation sold two to one okay cool but playstation are also now the company thinking about putting their software on pc day and day so yep. There's clearly a re- there's clearly something we're missing here. You know, obviously we know consoles are sold at a loss most of the time anyway. Until the the second iteration, slims and things like that. So yeah, it's just one of those things. The the, the game has changed. It mm-hmm. is no longer a unit sold system. It is a subscription based system for Xbox, and it is an ecosystem uh, for Xbox and for PlayStation. They're still figuring it out. They know they don't want to. They don't want to scare their loyal fan base off. They know that. And Xbox have. I've probably learned from that with this. I, I still don't think. I still don't think the messaging was a hundred percent clear with this podcast for sure. me. But it was a step in a right direction, even though it might have been a little bit messy. I agree, I 100 percent agree with you. I think that the message was a little. Uh, I it was a little bit more PR speak than than more conversational, which mm. was what I was kind of hoping for. But yeah. I think it, you're right. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, whether or not that it that it it is the right direction, time will tell. Um, but I think that we're at least we now have a little bit more of a of a roadmap um, that at least we know that Xbox is going on instead of just a uh, rumor mill that's spun out of control um no, nothing worse nothing worse than the rumor mill going around and us all reacting on twitter the only thing yeah. i will say is let people react how they want to react personally yeah i get i get people saying oh you look at everyone it's like hey it's my life let me react to the thing that i love I, i'm a tottenham supporter so that's football over <laughs> yeah, in england oh, right I, yeah, rea- yeah. I react the worst when tottenham lose that's how much i love them like let me react how i want to react to the thing that i care about uh, that's the one thing i don't like is the policing right now in our industry of like oh look at you you look stupid now it's like yeah okay i look stupid for the thing i care about so much you're, you're always you always critique the thing you love the most the hardest and that's i think that's what a lot of people have done with xbox right now yeah 
I agree. Now, I know that we didn't get into everything in the conversation. We didn't talk about physical media in regards to digital streaming. We didn't even get into the, like, the messiness of messaging and for mm-hmm. the, the reactive versus proactive. But the, you know what? If you have any comments about that, please feel free to le- uh, let us know in the uh, in the YouTube comments uh, or on social uh, on social medias or even on, you know, Spotify has the ability to be able to le- leave questions and, and voice messages. So you can be able to do that with this podcast as well. But before Ooh. I let you go. Yeah, actually, I, I, I found that. I didn't, know that. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, you can ask, you can ask cold, <laughs> poll questions. You can ask Q and A's on, on Spotify. Oh. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very cool. I'm learning mm. all this new things. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, fix. Where can people be able to find you and and all the amazing stuff that you do online? Yeah, you can find me everywhere at MC Fixer. You might see me pop up on the on the Ubisoft stream here or there because I stream for Ubisoft over on their official channel. And if you're an Xbox fan, which you probably are if you're listening to this, uh, my Xbox and me podcast, that's our weekly Xbox podcast, began on literally eight years now, 450 weeks, never missed a week. So Is it check officially us out. the longest-running Xbox podcast? No, no, it can't no? be. I w- what I will say is probably the longest in the UK, oh, I would have okay. said. Okay. Maybe, maybe someone would have to fact check me. We've never missed a week. That's all I can say. That's the one that's, thing. That's a, we don't, that's a, we don't, a great thing in and of itself. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't take breaks over Christmas. We don't take breaks at all. We, we've, we've never, ever missed a week. I've recorded episodes in hospital. I've recorded episodes. <laughs> Honestly, I, I have I made the stream. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. When I, when my appendix almost went kaboom. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been a long journey and I'm happy to keep being on it. So thank you very much for having me. Not a problem. Thank you so much. And for those listening, make sure to be able to uh, leave a, a like and review on this podcast. Appreciate it. Uh, share this podcast with uh, your friends. We can really get more people on this. Uh, and also, if you want to be able to check out uh, the daily show that I do called Morning Coffee with Steve, make sure to go to patreon.com slash Steve Saylor, become a paid member there, and you can be able to get bonus contents, including actually getting this podcast early than, before, uh, than everyone else. So, you can be able to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next Friday. Bye.